You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we talk about the intercession that Jesus has for us, intercession that we have for others. And this will be week two of our prayer series, and and hopefully you've listened to the first episode, and, and if not, go click back, listen to our first episode so you get a better understanding of this episode, but intercession. Yeah, so so Phil, could you define what intercession is for us? So the, the basic definition of intercession, I think a lot of people understand what intercession is, but, but a, the basic understanding of what intercession is, is the action of intervene, intervening on someone else's behalf or like stepping in. Um, when I was thinking of like maybe an example to kind of give us a better understanding of that intercession, I kept coming back to this is let's say somebody was getting picked on mm-hmm. and, you know, in your heart, you're like, okay, that's wrong. You know, I'm going to step in and you step in between, you know, the person that's getting picked on and the, and the person that is picking on that person. You've kind of stood in the gap. And that's the whole idea of intercession, really, is standing in that gap, kind of, could also be like relaying a message Mm -hmm. to another party, um, sort of kind of bringing an action or a thought to somebody else or on someone else's behalf, or or maybe they don't have the capacity to be able to get it to somebody else, but that person that intercedes is able to. Yeah. Now, Now, what would you say... If this is the direction you're going, I apologize. But w- would you put that in a more a more Christian or spiritual context for us now? You know, what are the heart of what we're going to talk about is how Jesus intercedes for us and how we intercede for others. Mm-hmm. So when we pray, you know, Jesus kind of stands in that gap for us. He kind of paves that way. Um, and we're going to talk about that right now on just that type of relationship that Jesus has with us and his role in our life compared to our conversation with the Father. So, so Ben, I'll let you take this for a little while, and then I'll jump in too. But, but how does Jesus kind of intercede for us? How does that even work? Because it can be kind of confusing to a lot of people, just the idea of you know Jesus having to be kind of in the middle or something like that. Yeah, the, the idea of Christ's intercession for us to God the Father, it is a very, a very deep biblical theological concept, and and so it, it, the concept itself might be a little bit deeper than what we're going to cover on today. But I think we both have a good grasp of it, and hopefully we can convey that grasp that we have to whoever may be listening. So I picked out three instances in the Bible where Jesus is interceding for others. The first instance is before, I think it's the night he gets arrested. It's John 17 when he is praying on behalf of the disciples. After John, after John, after Jesus prays on behalf of the disciples, he prays for those who would come after the disciples, which Mm -hmm. is us. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be a little bit scripture heavy for a minute, and that's great. John 17, 20 through 23, Jesus prays, I pray not only for these, the disciples, but also for those who believe in me through their word, which is us. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me, so that they may be one as you are, as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me, so that they may be made completely one, that the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That's a little complicated. 
Mm-hmm. Read it slower. Read it on your own. But basically, this is Jesus praying on our behalf that we would have faith in him, that we would be able to become one with the Father as Jesus was one with the Father. And and that is a great instance of an intercessory prayer. Jesus is praying for someone else, for a very specific person, and that person is us. Mm-hmm. The second one is, is Jesus on the cross. So Jesus is hanging on the cross, and Jesus' death on the cross itself is an intercession. He is interceding mm-hmm. on our behalf, looking at death. Mm-hmm. So Jesus intercedes because he is dying on the cross for the wages of sin, and the wages of sin is death. But specifically, Jesus prays on the cross that God would forgive us, would forgive the people who are uh, crucifying him because they know not what they do. And I didn't write down the specific verse for that, but it's, it, I think it's in most instances mm-hmm. of the gospel. Uh, Christ prays, forgive them for they know not what they do. That is, again, Jesus praying a specific prayer on the behalf of someone else. The third intercession comes after the gospels, and it's not Jesus specifically talking. Uh, Paul is writing about how uh, after Jesus ascends into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of God and how he intercedes for you and me. So in Romans eight thirty three through 34, it writes, who can bring an, an accusation against God's elect, the, the uh, Christians, those who have faith in Christ? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? That would be Satan. Satan is the accuser. Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, he has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and, and intercedes for us. So we have Paul saying right here that after Jesus ascended, he's sitting at the, he's sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for you and me. Mm-hmm. When, when Satan comes to, the, to God to say, Phil did this, Phil did that, Ben did this, Ben did that, Jesus is saying, hey, I took the penalty. You know, they're okay. It is finished. Mm-hmm. And and I think when you have a concept that you don't fully understand, go look at how Jesus did it and use that as a model. These are three great instances of Jesus interceding for others. And I think it is a great opportunity to learn how to better intercede for one another. And so much and Paul would agree with me. Because if you continue in Romans eight, later at the end of the chapter, um, Paul writes for I am persuaded that n- neither death nor life nor angels nor mm-hmm. nor rulers nor things present or thing to come things to come nor powers nor height or nor death nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our mm-hmm. Lord. So Paul just emphasizes that that intercession that Jesus has for us is so powerful and so important and we can use that intercession on behalf of others interceding for them. And it's it's important, it's great, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really just goes to show, like we mentioned in last week's episode, the idea that we need a relationship with Jesus Christ to have a a prayer life, Mm -hmm. to have a good, solid prayer, good, solid prayer life. We need Jesus because of this intercession that we're talking about, because Jesus paved the way to the Father. There were so many different things that the Israelites had to go to just to be able to either hear from God or even confess their sins to God. Um, all the, the sacrifices, those types of things to, to atone for their sins. When here, I think the New Testament 
is very clear and even in the Old Testament is also clear about the Messiah that he has come to so that they didn't need to sacrifice all the animals. They didn't have to do that because he was going to be the everlasting sacrifice. Yeah. He was going to be the sacrifice of all sacrifices because his blood was, was pure enough because he was the son of God to cover our sins, to wash them away. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. Yeah. Like we said, there's going to be a lot of scripture verses probably in this episode, and that is great. Um, so we say these, and if you need more understanding, just look them up for yourself. Me and Ben here are nowhere close to biblical scholars. Yeah. But I think that the Bible makes it clear enough to us that Jesus intercedes for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that we honestly don't even have to dig super deep. I would encourage you to do because I think you get a deeper understanding and have a better prayer life with that understanding. But in Hebrews chapter 7, starting in verse 18, now to give a little background, this is probably one of the more confusing verses in <laughs> Hebrews. It's all about this priest... Before the priesthood was established, Melchizedek, if I'm saying that right. Old Melchizedek. Um, It's interesting. I wouldn't get so focused on that, um, that you lose lose track of what is said after and what is all talked about. It says, starting in 18, the former regulation is set aside because because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced, by which we draw near to God, and it is what, and it was not without an oath. Other be, others became priests without any oath, but he became a priest with an oath. When God said to him, "The Lord has sworn, and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever." Because of this oath, Jesus has become the grantor of a better covenant. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office, but be, but because Jesus lives forever, he has the permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Mm. So I know that's a lot. And... Just to summarize this up, and I'll just say it with this last verse. Therefore, he is able to save completely. Because he is the Son of God, the Messiah, um, he is perfect, um, and he lives forever. He, he is far greater than all the priests that were before because they couldn't go past that office because they died. They were human like us. They, were, they, they weren't perfect either. Um, they had problems like the rest. They had to atone for their own sins before atoning for the people's sins. There was lots and lots of things that had to go in place. But then it says, those who come to God through him. So through Jesus, those who come to God, because he always lives to intercede for them. That's Jesus' purpose in, our, in a believer's mm. life, is to stand in the gap to intercede for those who, who come to God. So those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us, giving us a way to communicate. Now see, the difference was, you know, the people, they had to go to the temple, they had to go to the priest to communicate with God, all that stuff behind the Holy of Holies and, and all that stuff. Interesting stuff, really. But here it says in these verses that, that Jesus gave us a better hope. A better hope was introduced. Um, because the law, it couldn't, it couldn't get there. So Jesus had to come, die, to be able to intercede. And this gives us, 
This is what's beautiful. Gives us instant communication with God because Jesus lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And Romans 8, 26 says in the same way, this is Paul talking, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through the wordless through wordless groans. This is also what's beautiful. We could be sitting at the altar in our closet, in our house, in our car, whatever it is. Wherever you pray, wherever you're alone with God, wherever it is, all you have to do is be present. Now, hopefully that makes sense. Mm. All you have to do is be there. And even if if words can't leave your mouth because you don't know what to say, the spirit that lives inside you intercedes to the Father for you. Now, there are times in my life where I've been unable to pray. I've been at the altar. I said, God, I know I'm not supposed to be down here praying on my knees, but I honestly don't really know what to say. I don't really know why I need to be down here. And I know because of the truth of the scriptures here that Jesus knows what I need to be down there for and the Spirit intercedes for me to the Father. That's how awesome and powerful and and all-knowing our God is because he can do that especially for the believer especially for those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ you know I don't know about you Ben or the listeners who are listening I need the instant communication with God yeah could you imagine if if we lived in in kind of the old testament times uh, back in in Israel and and having to go to the temple offer up a sacrifice before we could even come close to God. This is why the new covenant is the covenant, the best covenant, the better covenant, the old has passed away and the new has come. Um, This is why we shouldn't take for granted our opportunity to pray and our opportunity to intercede for others. Just as, this is why I liked how you said, if you don't understand, look to the scriptures, look how Jesus prayed. Look how Jesus interceded for others. Because those are the direct kind of ideas and thoughts that we need to implement in our own prayer life when interceding for others. Yeah. Phil, when you were talking about the altar, I I agree with you a lot. Oftentimes, the altar, it can be a very emotional, confusing place. I mean, you have music in the background. You have other people beside you who some are praying out loud, some aren't. There's just a lot going on. And I have often found that when I'm at the altar, that is a very hard time for me to focus on praying. And so I will also pray that prayer. Hey, God, I don't know what I'm praying for, but I know that the spirit knows. So just Mm -hmm. hear my spirit here. You know what I need, God. It, It is a posture of prayer, of being obedient to God, of knowing I need something or I need to repent and just come, just come and kneeling at the at the throne of God and, and laying that before the Father. I think that is super important, and I think you've said it really well. And I think it just shows us, and we've said this, we've, we've said this a lot, but I believe in the world that we live in, this is something that we honestly need to hear every day, along with the other things, is that this here, the intercession that Jesus has for us, shows us how much... He cared for us to send his son to the cross for us, for that intercession, for the forgiveness of sins. And also now that we can experience that happened so long ago, sometimes that can seem so 
off into the distance. But now, seeing it in the scriptures, understanding the truth of the scriptures, shows us how much our God loves us right now to give us instant communication to the Father. Instant mm-hmm. communication with God for our needs, for other people's needs, for all the stuff that you pray for. This is why I honestly cannot understand why anybody can find themselves in a place where it's hard to worship. Because of the truth of the scriptures, the truth that we see in, in honestly, the world, on how, how God operates, how God works, on his character, all mm-hmm. those things. It's hard for me to deny that he loves me. Yeah. It's hard to deny. Even when bad things happen, it's still, I, I look back at the scriptures and you see some some. Some thing, hard things to understand sometimes. I know we're getting a little bit off topic, but I think this is important with your prayer life. Yeah. To understand the nature and love of God, that love he has for his children and for the whole world. We want to think a lot of times that a lot of these things are just so focused on the believer, which there are lots and lots of things that are just focused for believers. But there are so many things out there for the un- un- unbeliever. And this is why, you know, we're going to move into our next point here. Yeah, let's go ahead and open it up. So we're going to talk about intercession for others, Phil. So you go ahead and continue with that thought. So with the intercession that Jesus has for us, it's going to look very similar to the intercession that you know we give to others and i want to say this this is something to be proud of that we have the ability to not in a prideful way but something to be looking forward to that we get to intercede for others but we have the ability to do it god's given us the ability the us just being able to love on each other through prayer and you know getting to fellowship and kind of more intimate way you know, through the needs of somebody. Um, a lot of times we just want to ask people how their day was, and they say fine, and that's it. But sometimes, I think I think it's pretty clear through the Word of God that, that we need to be intimate with one another through understanding the needs of one another. And this is where intercession comes in. But also with that ability, we have the obligation to pray for others. Yeah. You see throughout the New Testament that, we have the obligation to stand in that gap for our brothers and sisters in Christ. To the, to the point where I think sometimes we can become under God's discipline when we know we should have prayed, either persistently or in a certain moment, whatever it is. I think God really wants us to stand in that gap, to intercede. Mm-hmm. Um, Colossians 1.9 says... For this reason, since the day we heard about you, this is Paul speaking, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Here it says he's talking to uh, the Colossians and and he's uh, talking to the church there or whatever and, and however many churches receive this here, I don't really know to be honest with you. <laughs> but anyways... We have it now. Since the day we heard about you, it says for this reason, we have not stopped praying for you. This is not the only occasion where Paul says this towards the beginning of whatever letter he's writing to the churches. Yeah. We've heard about you doing this. We have not stopped praying for you. We, we, want, 
want you to understand who God is. We want you to be filled with the knowledge and the spirit and the will of God and the wisdom and the understanding and all that that the spirit gives us. That's what this verse is talking about. Oh, Phil, I think that's some good points. And another one from the early church in the New Testament that I wanted to talk about, just a quick story, was in Acts 12 when, when Peter gets arrested. I don't remember what Peter gets arrested for. I am sure that it's probably proclaiming the name mm-hmm. of Jesus because that's what they were all getting arrested mm-hmm. for. So Peter finds himself in jail and I think he's going to gonna get executed. I can't, again, I can't remember and I don't have a Bible in front of me. But, you know, he was in a bad place. And Acts 12 zooms in on this group of new believers who is praying all night for Peter's release, that he would be released from prison, that, that God would save him. And so zoom over to Peter in jail and an angel comes and frees him. His, his uh, mm-hmm. prison cell gets miraculously opened and a, a spirit tells him, an angel tells him, hey, go, leave, get out of here. You got to go. So Peter kind of thinks it's a daydream, but he goes along with it. And eventually he comes to his senses and he's like, oh, this is for real. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he finds the believer's and he's knocking on the door and someone comes to the door and sees that it's Peter and and she's so overwhelmed that she goes and gets the others before she even lets Peter in and she tells the others hey Peter's outside and they're like ah no that's not Peter you're probably just seeing his spirit or his his angel i think is some what some bible say and she's like no it's really him and they go and get Peter and he tells them like the story of, of mm-hmm. what happened and and that is to a good story to highlight how intercession works, how it can work, but also how sometimes when we are trying to intercede from others, we, for others, my apologies, we don't always expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like they were praying all night for Peter to be released and he gets released and he comes to them and they're like, ah, no, he didn't get released. <laughs> and, you know, there's just a little bit, a little bit off point, but I think it's important to note that when we pray, pray with faith that it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring us to probably the most difficult part about intercession. And it's not, it can be very difficult to do, but I think that Jesus tells us pretty clearly that your intercession needs to involve all life, all people you know, no matter class, any of that, that your intercession for either the nation or whatever, however, whatever you're praying for or whatever you're praying for others for, um, it needs to involve everybody. And this includes probably one of the more radical statements that Jesus made was to pray for those who persecute you, pray for your enemies, those people who are completely against you, Jesus says to pray for them, to do something that goes completely against our human nature, which is to lift their name up to God and ask for whatever it is, whether they need uh, his will and wisdom and understanding in their life, whatever you pray for, whatever it is, we're called to pray for those who persecute us. We're called to pray for all life because according to God, all life is sacred. Mm -hmm. All life is is given by God. Um, And I think that prayer is such a powerful weapon against the devil. It's such a powerful piece that it can turn an enemy or those who persecute you to a believer. 
And I think you see that through the New Testament mm -hmm. quite often. You see a person who is supposed to be holding uh, Paul and Silas in the jail and they're released. And he's like, well, I'm going to die anyways. I'm going to kill myself. But Paul and Silas say, no, we didn't leave. You know, yeah. we're still here. And if I was the jailer, that would have blew my mind. And it did blow his mind <laughs> to the point of... He, you know, what he asked, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to have the same God who is able to break you out, but also give you the confidence and boldness to stay there, mm. to preach and proclaim the gospel to me? And a whole family was saved. A lot of people know that story. It's a, it's a huge miracle that happened in the Bible, but it also comes with that intercession. And in 1 Timothy uh, 2 1, uh, says, I urge. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. We don't know everything that God does. Mm -hmm. we won't, uh, some, some of the things we'll never understand fully. Um, that is 100% okay, yep. especially in our prayer life. It is okay to, that somebody is mocking you or, or whatever it is. It's okay that they do that and you sit there and intercede for you because you have no idea what God's going to do with that person. You have no idea how, how God's going to be able to change that person's heart maybe 20 years down the road because you stood in the gap for that person. You asked God to give them wisdom and knowledge and the things that uh, he's given to them in front of them because I think it is so clear that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the savior of the world, that he intercedes for us, that he, he paves our way to the Father, that, that he has washed us completely clean. And, and the Bible says that God wants that for every single person, if they just come and receive it. Um, I don't believe, personally, like we said last week, that if you don't have the Holy Spirit and you and you're, you are kind of in a time of crisis and you pray. God hears you. But as we said last week, like whatever happens and whatever that God does for you, it is to draw you to his son. Mm -hmm. It is to draw you to Jesus. It is to draw you to a relationship with him, to have the Holy Spirit for that permanent intercession in your life. Because without it, without Jesus, it's not permanent. Um, it's just like the priesthood. The old priesthood. You might come to the Father with, with a crisis, but you have really no relationship with Jesus. It's only going to be for a moment that you participate in, in the sunshine that falls upon the earth by His grace. Yeah. Um, if hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if you're a believer, you get to partake in the eternal intercession from the one who lived forever, the one that was resurrected. I know some of this can sound a little complicated, and hopefully it's, it's easy to understand, because I think it is important that we go a little deeper with this intercession piece, because I think we kind of shy away from praying for those who either look completely different from us, from either who, who don't who's atheist, who believes that God doesn't exist, that it really seems like they're never going to believe that all they do is ridicule you for what you believe. We all know those types of people. And in the world we live, it's easy to see those types of people. Those are the, those are the people that need the petitions, the prayers, the intercessions, and 
the Thanksgiving to be made for them. Yeah. Because they need that eternal intercession. You have it if you're a believer, but those who aren't a believer don't have it. And that is the, the greatest thing that you can have is to know the Messiah, know Jesus, know the, our, your Savior, know your Redeemer, and that He's able to intercede for you. That's one of the, the greatest things that you can have. And then all other things can fall into place, but especially if you get that thing right at first, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, that's honestly the gospel in a nutshell, that what we're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, I, any topic that we talk about here on the podcast... There's going to be a good chance it's going to end up getting related to the gospel because the gospel is in every aspect of our life and our prayer life and those who have no prayer life. That's where the gospel is. So, so my kind of piece here, and I'll let you jump in here for just just a second before I want to make some closing remarks. So yep. go ahead, Ben. Well, I think, and these can be my closing remarks because I think we've done a good job of covering what intercession is, how to intercede for others, and how Jesus intercedes for us. The the last couple points I would just want to throw in is how to have an effective uh, intercessory prayer. And a couple of those things, it, it's in your head, but it's also in your heart. You need to understand that sometimes intercession is hard. Sometimes intercession is a battle. And that might be because mm-hmm. you are trying to intercede for someone who you don't really like, someone you don't want to intercede for. Uh, for sorry, Or maybe it's your boss because he's a jerk to you. Or maybe it's that guy down the street that keeps on, keeps on dinging up your car every time he drives past. Those are the people who, are, who it is hard to pray for. And so it's hard to intercede for. We have to check our attitude sometimes because it's like you said the people that need our prayers the most are the ones who it's going to be most difficult to pray for the next thing is that intercession is a battle we we talked about spiritual warfare um, a month or two ago with pastor Mm -hmm. jimmy we aren't the only ones who are who are working in a spiritual sense we send our prayers up to jesus who intercedes to the father but there are there are other worldly entities demons fallen angels the devil who who are battling for the exact opposite things that we are praying Mm -hmm. for and we need to remember that we go and read ephesians 6 go listen to pastor jimmy talk about spiritual warfare to give us a shameless plug go read about ephesians 6 the armor of god and how to put on the belt of truth and Mm -hmm. and is it the belt of truth i don't want to get it wrong you can call me out though you know what comment on our facebook page what the armor of god is from memory you need to be able to understand the will of God as my next point. If you are interceding for someone, you need to make sure that intercession is appropriate. So a, a good one is is praying that someone might come to faith, that someone might be healed if they have an illness. Mm-hmm. Go read Romans 12. Romans is a great book to read for prayer, to read about how Jesus works in our lives uh, up in heaven even now. Mm-hmm. The last one is scripture. We're always going to come back to scripture and we're always going to come back to the gospel. If you know the scriptures, if you know the promises that are written to you in scripture, you're going to be able to have a more powerful and effective prayer because if you know that God has promised to answer our prayers when we persistently ask him in faith, and we and those prayers are aligned with the will of God. It makes your intercession just that much more powerful. It makes your prayer just that much more effective. 
those are my closing points. Phil, take us away. That's great. And I'm 100% that is... That is so true. Thank you. <laughs> that there is such a bigger picture that that could be going on in someone's life. There are so many battles we face. And, and, and like you said in our episode that we talked with uh, Pastor Jimmy, uh, there are things are, that our battle is not against flesh and blood. And it's with all those other things that are mentioned in, in Ephesians. Um, that's our battle, and, and prayer is a huge piece to that. This is why it also says to pray consistently or continually or, or those things because you need a solid prayer life. But, but what I want to say here is that, that it is easy for us to pray for ourselves, but it's just as important to pray for others. It's just as important to intercede for others. It's just as important to to lift up somebody so much higher than yourself to the Father in heaven, to, to Jesus Christ. Um, I think th- those are the moments you see God move the most when you do intercede for another person. Now, does do you see it in your own life? I hope you do. I hope you see God working all the time within your life. But I'm telling you, when you make praying for others a priority in your life, when you kind of say, I am going to maybe every time you pray that you're also going to pray for somebody else. I understand that sometimes it's hard to, to maybe know what to pray for others, but this is, where, this, is why, this is why we talk so much about the intercession that Jesus has and how he, how he can kind of just understand what we mm-hmm. need to pray for. Tell him that. Tell Jesus, I don't know who to pray for, but I know there's people who need prayer. I know there's people in that I need to stand in the gap for. Know who Jesus is. Know who your Father in heaven is. And know who the people around you are, especially in your local church. I'm telling you, Ben, there are so many people that are hurting in the church. Mm. There are so many people that are struggling or battling or are just really fighting with either so many different things, depression, with, with family matters, with, with money, with, with sin, with, with greed, pride, all those sins that, that we commit just because we live in a fallen world. Jesus is the most important thing. Because of what we're talking about and what we're, with everything that we talk about, from now on, Jesus is important. Mm-hmm. Jesus is always going to be the key. He is always going to be the answer because of what we're talking about right now with the intercession. Sometimes we skip it over. And, and my final remark is never skip over truth. Now, this can be applied to lots and lots of things, not just here, but I hope you take it to heart that never skip over truth, the truth of God's word, the truth of the gospel, and, and the truth that is all around you of who God is. Don't skip it over. Don't neglect your ability and your obligation to pray for your brothers and sisters and for your enemies and those who persecute you and for your leaders and for your country because every aspect that every aspect of that needs God. Yeah. Every aspect of that needs intercession. Um and I think that is important. This this topic that we're talking about means so much to me. And I know it means a lot to you Ben and I know it means a lot to to those who are listening cuz this is our 
This is our Christian life. This is the good stuff and the hard stuff. Whoa. <laughs> We've come full circle. Yeah. This is the good stuff of Christian life. This is the stuff that you should be partaking in every day. And this is why we're going to talk about it next week, too. Just that being intentional when we pray. Just just understanding how we need prayer every day in our life. Prayer is such a, a meaningful part of my life because I understand the power of it. Because I've seen it. And if we dig deeper into our lives, we'll see it, too. And there's times that we can become clouded and, and those things. But I'm telling you, stay focused on Jesus. And that intercession for others will come naturally. So we'll close there. This weekly verse, take it to heart. We mentioned it last week. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. All right, well, that concludes this episode of Kingdom Faith. If, if you have a prayer request, you know we're talking about prayer right now. We just want to open it up. You can put that prayer request on our Facebook page if it makes you comfortable. Or if you just want something, if you just want me and Phil praying for something, shoot us an email. Our email is kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. Send us a prayer request. Send us an idea for an episode. Or if you think Phil said something stupid today, go ahead and let us know. <laughs> All right. We love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.